The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds, discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? All right. <clears throat> Surviving. Survived another uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. Yep. Very cool. Well, before Thanksgiving. The really long weekends are terrible because then it's like you're totally thrown off when you go back to work. <sighs> Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, for me, I went the day after Life Day to Galaxy's Edge, and I picked up a Jedi belt clip for my lightsabers and found out the they will work with Rebel Sabers as well. So if you, ha- if you are lucky enough to go to the parks and get the Jedi lightsaber belt clip and you have a Rebel Sabers, definitely check it out. It will work. Not saying that Rebel Sabers clips aren't nice as well. Just depends on what you're looking for. But Rebel Sabers be good if you're carrying two sabers. Then you could just piggyback. So uh, speaking of which, use code Wookie for... Wait, is it Wookie? It's been so long since I promoted the code. You need to write them down. I know. I do. You have a whiteboard on the other side of your computer. Well... Eventually, uh, as we were talking before show, I am getting a new iPad. So my old iPad is going to be dedicated to podcast use only soundboard. And I'll probably put that's where I put my note document for the spiel for Smuggler's Feud. Any promo stuff I need to do. You know, you're not going to ever write that down. Yeah, I'm, I'm going surpri- to believe it when I I'm going to surprise you guys. It will be. Well, It'll be a surprise when you stop making us do it. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always going to happen. 
Uh, use code Wookie for ten percent off your purchase at Rebel Sabers. And Derek, you still gotta submit your design so we could eventually uh, get those submitted to the will for oh, Rebel Sabers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta do that. Because Ken's done his. I've not heard back yet to see what he thought of mine. Um, he's been. They've been busy, uh, and as they yeah. announced over. Um, over Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, they they um, they've been having issues with their one supplier, and they're changing suppliers because they were going to introduce their Dooku sabers, both the Darth Tyrannus and the Jedi Dooku from Tales of the Jedi, and. He gave a, a prototype picture of a non-finished Dooku, uh, the Darth Tyrannus, which looks great so far. Can't wait to see it finished. But yeah, they've, they've been struggling, uh, apparently getting things together. And I think it's cool. He He's and not. That is exactly why I haven't done my saber yet. Uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, but at least he... I mean, I, I give them full respect over there that they have come out and said, here's the issues we're having. They've been they've been honest about it. We're having issues with the with our initial supplier and we're we're changing things over. Please bear with us. Uh, and we're gonna make we're gonna make this right. Cool. I respect that. Uh, whereas oh we're having issues here, issues there. No, sorry. Don't buy it. Um if you're going to be honest about it, you'll keep my business. You don't be honest about it. I, I can't. No, it is hard. So I, I appreciate them being honest and I will still support Rebel Sabres no matter what. I love their Sabres. Um, they are hurricane approved because Zoe and I fought in the hurricane with them. <laughs> um, but check out our other affiliates on our homepage, WookieRadio.net, uh, like Biddy Boomers, who we just did a big holiday giveaway for the start of the holiday season. We gave away a bigger Boomer Darth Vader and a regular Biddy Boomer Stormtrooper. And the winner of that was the crucial crew member on Instagram. And his name is Jay. I'll go. That's as far as I'll go with his name. Um, and Jay is the winner, the crucial crew member. Um, he is the winner of the Biddy Boomer pack. So I hope he enjoys it. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. So you have a big one to leave at home and a small one to take with you to work. Except I know where he works. And it's not going to be easy for him to have it at work. He can have it in his car or when he's working around the house outside. It's great to have it there or you go other places. But yeah, with where he works, yeah, don't don't take it in there. It's not going not gonna to be good. Um, also, too, check out Toink. Oh, with Biddy Boomers, use code WeebyGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And another code for 15% off your purchase, WinGeeks15 at Toink.com. And you, too, can save yourself 15% on a purchase like our pick of the week, which is the Lego Star Wars set 75324 Dark Trooper Attack 166-piece building kit. This is the one that comes with uh, Jedi Luke and three Dark Troopers. Mm, nice. It's a, it's a great little kit. I have this kit. That's why I made it easy for me to pick it. I, I actually mm -hmm. have this kit. I really like this kit. So the nice thing, though, over at Toink, if you're, um, you're not sure what to get someone for Christmas, they have their box um, bundles. 
Yeah. It's a blind box oh, yeah. for anywhere from what, 30 to $50 and you get 70 to a hundred dollars worth of stuff in it. Yep. Also too, they're running a, a big, uh, buy three, get one free deal as well. So if money's yeah, a little a tight and there's a lot of options in the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I was looking at the bundles cause I'm just flipping through the website and I saw they have one for ready player one. Yeah. That could have some really cool stuff in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll announce it here. Um, cause I'm going to announce it tomorrow night on mighty Marvel geeks. When we record, we also did the same thing for, um, mighty Marvel geeks gave away a bigger Spider-Man and then a Marvel of your choice. And didn't have as big of a turnout for that one, but Summer from Toink won that contest. <laughs> so she's got a bigger Spider-Man and Loki heading her way. She chose Loki for the well, small one. You guys had the smaller turnout because we are the superior show. Oh, you gotta go there. <laughs> I love my shows equally. If you guys were a better show over there, you would have had a better turnout. <sighs> Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we have, you know, better a better subject to talk about. So, yeah. Hey, now, see, if they include DC Comics in with that, then they would have a lot bigger following. <laughs> oh, we talk uh, about you went, you went a little too far there. Kent. We, we talk about DC, <laughs> how they can improve things, how they can be better, how they had to steal the MCU director to become mm-hmm. head of their DCU. Uh, DC didn't do that. <laughs> it was um, Warner Brothers and and um, all of those guys. <clears throat> Same family. Same family. Anyway, um, speaking of collectibles and toying and all that and bitty boomers, um, this latest bring home the galaxy stuff that's out uh, from the company RSVLTS is Deck the Hoth and Rebel Crumb shirts. There's a Hoth version and what looks like a Star Wars ship Christmas cookie version. I like the ship cookie version. Yeah, that's cool. Problem I have with these is they're only for the holidays, and I would want to wear them more than just the holidays. Well, the cookie, the Chris, the ship one, you could actually, they, I mean, they look like cookies, but they could be seen for any time. True. True, but they look great. In the Hoth one, it's just you're on Hoth. It doesn't matter what um, it looks like. Yeah, but there's Christmas elements in it with the Christmas lights and eh. yeah. Star Wars. You wear it all the time. True. Uh, from Vera Bradley is the Mandalorian collection. A bunch of new bags from Vera Bradley. Some of them are cute. Some of them is like, uh. uh from Del Rey. Star Wars The High Republic Convergence, the latest book in the High Republic time period, written uh-huh. by Zoraida Cordova. Uh, from Hasbro, a galactic action Darth Vader interactive electronic figure. It's a 12-inch figure uh, set from the Obi-Wan series. And then Secret Lab has two Imperial Collection ergonomic gaming chairs. There's a black and a white which are pretty cool. Yeah. And it's based on chairs that were really expensive usually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, these are based on uh, the Secret Lab Titan Evo 2022 chair. Uh, it's the Stormtrooper and Empire Edition. 
Uh, on these chairs are going for though. I'm afraid to look between four and six hundred dollars. Oh, I'm sure you're right. No, I looked at it just a minute ago. <laughs> I can't even find them. Shut up. No, it's just being slow loading. Uh, Stormtrooper six twenty four. Mm-hmm. Empire six twenty four. Now there's another company mm-hmm. that sells in Europe that has them noble chairs, but it's a Europe Europe only purchase. You can't get them here in the states. And they got some nice looking chairs too. Uh, and then along with Hasbro, they announced the Black Series Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary figures that are now available for pre-order. And the figures are Paplu, the Ewok, Emperor Palpatine, who looks like it may be a new mold, uh, Chewbacca, which is definitely new because uh, he has the the wing, like the the wing flip on the forehead, but also has the the chain around the neck from when he was a prisoner on Jabba's palace, and it will have the um, the indoor picture. The same card back as what he had in uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Bib Fortuna and the Black Series Stormtrooper from Return of the Jedi. So basically, Stormtrooper is just another Stormtrooper. I think I think this is where I would have rather have had the ADAT or the ATST driver here instead of a Stormtrooper mm. or one of the bunker officers. But another Stormtrooper? Yeah. But it's going to sell. I know it will. Uh, and then, uh, I guess, some news before we get into the finale of Andor. Uh, Star Wars Acolyte. Um, the star from it teases series is something that's never been done before. And I it's, see that about every series. Well, <laughs> it takes it takes place um, 100 years before the prequel movies. Yeah, it's at the end of the High Republic era. And it's... Uh, as Keen, uh, Daphne Keen, who's the star of the project, says, and, it, and it's, it's kind of an explanation of how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi. It's a Sith-led story, which has never been done before, which I think is something we have talked about that we would want to see. Story from the other side. So... Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, she continues, it's been really fun to film. The cast is amazing. The director and crew are just lovely. The whole experience is wonderful, and I'm already excited for people to see it. Uh, it's a mystery thriller that take will take the viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets, emerging dark side powers, and the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they can confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. So, what do you guys think based on what we're hearing? It'll be nice to get back interesting. actual Jedi and Sith and um, the mystical side of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm glad to see we're getting from... Um, we're, we're getting from the Sith side of things and that the Sith side is more the focus than the light side. <clears throat> Dark side is more the focus than the light side. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Because so far what we've seen with the um, High Republic books, we've really not seen the Sith yet. No. <clears throat> Supposedly Sith are supposed to show up during phase three. Okay. I mean, I, I did read through um, Convergence already that we just talked about that it's going to, yep. um, that they had just promoted. And it was interesting but it's almost two separate books put together. I mean, it's all yeah. the same characters, but you actually have the first um, third of the book could be a standalone story by itself. And then the, the next part of the um, story would be the second or second two thirds of the book. Yeah, I found 
it was almost like the first third was almost wrapping up phase one. Kinda. And then beginning of phase two. Mm-hmm. This sets up more phase two. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was just a little weird the way they did that. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a good story. Mm-hmm. So um, I like how this is like, like uh, Keen says, it's going to be a Sith led story. Yeah. And the subplot is the, the Padawan and the master investigating the crimes. So it's almost going it's almost going to be like a Star Wars version of Hannibal or Silence of the Lambs type Yeah, thing. I suppose. I'm interested recently to see their take on the Sith at this time in um the timeline. Yeah. Mm, because yeah. back in the old EU, we knew what the Sith were like back in the day. But we've really not touched on the, the ancient Sith in the, any of the new canon yet. No. And I think so this, this, this is not something out of like Tales of the Jedi or something like that. No, it's going to be nice. even from the games. This is going to be nice establishing a, a, not establishing, a fleshing out of Sith canon. What's going to be taken from the old EU? What's going to be taken from the current stuff? Or what's being established as current between the two? And are they going to bring any characters that we've known into the new canon? This would be the ideal time to introduce some of them. This where maybe where we see a Darth Bane or someone like that. Bane or Malik or Revan. Mm-hmm. Since Revan's it depends on how much they want to tie it into the old Republic game. Because the, the remastered New Republic game is supposed to be out, what, um, the fall of this year? Fall of 2023, yeah. And it's, that's going to yeah. have to have a complete <clears throat> rewrite almost on the story of it. it and supposedly, the, the remastering is to make it canon. Mm-hmm. So HK-47 will be canon. Zalabar will be canon. Yay! HK-47. Still want a Black Series figure of him. Yes. Get one after the game comes I would out. totally buy that. True. Because I saw that we do have a Black Series Cal Kestis with Beatty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a Black Series uh, Barris coming, and uh, Malik is coming as well. So, but if they ever made HK, I will I will purchase HK. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So, um, so before we get again, before we get into Andor, what's next? To Disney Plus or to the big screen. Uh, right now, what's being confirmed is season two of The Bad Batch, which touts a January 4th release date. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, shortly after that will be season three of The Mandalorian. And the way it's sounding, that may actually cross. There may be a little, some overlap there with a couple episodes. Could be. Yeah. What, was it, there, isn't The Mandalorian coming out in February? That's it. The tease for Mandalorian is that it's sometime February. So if they're going to start yeah. Bad Batch in early January, if it's more than eight episodes, which we know it is, it's going to be crossing over to the same time that they're releasing um, yeah. Mando. Right. Yeah. But. Also, they look at it um, technically as Bad Batch is aimed towards kids, where Mando is aimed for everybody. The marketing guys, when they look at yeah. it, yeah, you got to remember the mm. scheduling and marketing guys are not usually Star Wars fans. Yeah, but I mean, Bad Batch carries over from Bad Batch just carries over from the Clone Wars, and, and then that's yeah. a that's an all ages too. That's an everybody as well. It, but this is the marketing guys. They're looking. Oh, that's a cartoon. This is live action. Well, it could be right. the old marketing guys that were under Chapik, who's no longer with the company. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, mm-hmm. Iger was, uh, they were doing the same scheduling when Iger was in charge. Chapik wasn't in charge that long. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to, yeah. Yeah, we're going to stay away from all that, though. <laughs> yeah, I like my yeah. job. Yeah. Have I ever said that? I like my right. job. <laughs> 
You may have mentioned it. Yes. Um, well, you got to remember um, while we while we've had Andor, Tales of the Jedi was dropped at the same time. Yep. yep. So, which is great, great series. I want to see more of that. Yeah. It's streaming, so you can they could release it. They could release everything every week, and it wouldn't matter because the people will get to it when they get to it. Well, but I think to to go along with what you were just saying, Ken, I I think the Tales of the Jedi did not get as much um, marketing. As as Andor, which is saying because it was Andor, you watch Andor really didn't get a whole lot of marketing. They had commercials and stuff, but right. it's not like everything. Everything else has come out like um, Obi Wan and Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett had toys and games and um, tie-ins with merchandise outside with like cereal and with the fast food places and all kinds of stuff. Andor had Andor's the, had right. nothing. They had the toys. Hasbro, I mean Hasbro did their stuff with the toys, and so did Lego. Yeah, but they didn't make a big whoop to do about it either. They just said, "Okay, here they are." No, but I think what kept Andor <clears throat> going was the fact there was a lot of word of mouth about it, and a lot of street yeah. street hype for it before they even started doing any commercials or anything for the show. Yeah. There was our, I, I mean, it was already buzzwords on the street. Well, I guess um, the big uh, the victory, I guess for them was by the time we get to the end of Andor, it's finally pulling more better numbers than house of the dragon for HBO. Yes. Which is a huge yeah. deal. Mm. Did you watch House of the Dragon? No, I've never seen any of the Game of Thrones stuff yet. I watched I watched House of the Dragon, but I still have three episodes to go. It was actually pretty good. It wasn't bad. Uh, it ended on a high note. Mm. But it, bro, I've heard that's a novel idea for a Game of Thrones property. <laughs> but Derek will tell you up to the point he's at now. I mean, super, super big roller coaster ride. I mean, when it goes up, it goes up. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. it comes yeah. down, it comes down. You're like, okay, it moves, it drags, it moves, it drags. Um, and that's within one episode. So, I mean, it, it was really, really by, I mean, very, to me, I don't know what this, I want to say it was, the episodes were very bipolar. Each episode was very bipolar. You didn't know which way it was going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, would you agree with me so far, Derek, on what you've seen? Um, yeah, I could see that in some ways, yes. Um, but it's, I mean, House of Dragons had the, had the street, street team vibe as well, but mm-hmm. nothing, nothing like Andor. Yeah. I mean, Andor was <laughs> definite word on the street and, and that's why people, <clears throat> people were so excited Jedi, about it. Though, um, like you were saying, it didn't make, it seemed like it made that big of a splash. I think part of that is the, um, all dropping at the same time release. I mean, I understand there were shorts. But if they had done that weekly, right, right, yeah. it would have stayed in the people's in the in people's minds longer because you got a week to talk about mm-hmm. what you saw. Even if it was only 20 minutes, you got that 20 minutes. You can talk for an entire week yeah, but and then I, you get to the next right. one. But, but I think the announcement of it, too, it came as a big surprise. I mean, it wasn't announced until Celebration, which was what, April? April well, of this year? There was leaks. But they didn't officially make it real. Right. But with the leaks, you know how everyone is. Uh, it's a leak. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, some of them, they, the, the big leak I knew that I heard about, no one had any idea what it was. They just knew the title because it was the, um, what was it, a Christmas card or some kind of gift pa- gift bags they were giving for um, holiday last year yeah. from Lucasfilm. Yeah. And it actually had the Tales of the Giant logo in with all the rest of the logos there. And everybody's like, wait a minute, what's this? Yeah. 
Now, you didn't know what it was or anything else, but a lot of people just assumed it was the new animated thing that Filoni was working with. Right. Which it was. Yeah. But not to the depth that people were expecting. And I mm-hmm. think, correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, but I thought bef- the show on Weeby Geeks before Thanksgiving holiday, we talked about Tales of the Jedi, how we wanted another season based on other or maybe another six or eight episodes. Yes. Yeah. And each episode right. be a different Jedi. Like maybe there's an episode about Plo Koon. Maybe there's an episode about uh, Kit Fisto. Each episode was a different character. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Yeah. But what it is, is for, um, for one 20 minute episode, you have to choose people that um, characters that people already know. You don't have time to establish a new character, tell everybody who they are, and then give them an adventure. Right. That's why they have to be established characters that as soon as you see them on screen, I know who that is. That's why I mentioned Plo Koon, Kit Fisto. Well, like I said, hardcore Star Wars fans, but they're also trying to pull people, um, non huge Star Wars fans, to see this stuff also. Yeah, but so you gotta you gotta do like um like Yoda and characters like that that are general characters that everybody knows. But these are char- I would think these are characters people would know because th- they are the the main Jedi you see in the prequels. Yeah, but people don't know them by name. They're just those are all the ancillary characters in those movies. And we've seen the I, Clone Wars. I, the Clone Wars fleshed out a lot of those. But I, yeah. I don't for the general population. The the main characters of the prequels was Anakin, Obi Wan, and Padme. Yeah, but I think if they see these characters, yeah, but if you're doing if you're doing in Tales of the Jedi animated series, I think you'd be okay to do characters that were in the Clone Wars, possibly. But you're still limited by which ones were actually um, the leads in the t- in the series. Say, Plo Koon had episodes that he was the lead in. Something like a Fisto, we all know who he is, but the general population is going to have no idea who this guy was. Yeah, but general population, if they see, oh, hey, look, a squid head, it's tentacle head Jedi. Yeah, let's learn about this guy. What's his story? What's the story of his? I think yeah. people will be interested. Oh, look, Cone, Conehead Jedi, Tia Mundi. <laughs> well, Kiati Mundi, there's a lot of stuff you got to explain, too. If I remember right, wasn't he the, one of the few Jedi that actually had a wife? And it was something with his race that they had they had a very limited amount of people that they had, everybody was required to at least have one kid. <laughs> something like that. Was it him or was it? Plo- no, I think it was Kiati or it was Mundi. I think it was Mundi. Kia Mundi. Um, you could do Shock T. Why? Because she ties in with with Ahsoka. Um, Why not do a story about the Jakusta New, the librarian? Everyone knows the Jedi librarian. They might not know her name, but hey, it's the Jedi librarian. How'd she get there? What'd she do to get there? I mean, she could actually be the thread for the second series of her interacting and involving herself with missions of these other Jedi. Yeah, yeah, I could you see that. You know what might be interesting? Make this a true Tales of the Jedi. Make it the 22-minute full-length episodes and then yes. have her book in them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they did the old um, Young, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, where they framed right. it as Indiana Jones was telling stories from his life. Well, you have Jocasta New telling stories of the history of the Jedi. Telling the tales of the Jedi, yes. Exactly. I love it. That could be fantastic. Yeah, it would. I think it really would. We just came up with the whole thing and you had to walk away. 
I know. So give me a brief recap. If not, I was going to have a dog barking like crazy in the background. Well, my idea was you take the concept of the old um, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Mm-hmm. You have make it the true tales of the Jedi. Jocasta New bookends the, the full length episodes, the 22, 22 minute episodes, and actually is teaching the younglings the tales of the Jedi, of the history of the Jedi Order. Oh, it's kind of taking a little bit of my, my idea and putting a much mm-hmm. better twist on it. You could actually start telling tales in the High Republic era. You could tell tales of within the last hundred years there, in between. Yeah, right. random things here and there, and she and you bookend it as she actually maybe she walks over, grabs a holocron off, turns it on, and here let's hear this story. Very much. Mm, I like that. And like could that and you could and you could even do a younger Jocasta New. Yeah, that takes yeah. place before the prequels. And this could be done um, very similar to the way the Clone Wars was done, because it's an anthology. It becomes an anthology show, and it doesn't have to keep a linear story, right? Because she's telling stories right. from all over the history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can jump all around the timeline, which is also great because you don't have to. Um, you don't have to have an exact endpoint on where you're going. Exactly. Right. It could be a different group of younglings every time she's in there. Mm-hmm. It's like you're taking history class with Jocasta New. And who knows? Maybe one of the classes takes place even earlier and you see a very young Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Or Obi Wan. Or Obi Wan. Yeah. Or, sure. mm-hmm. or even a, a very green Count Dooku shortly after he was removed from his family. Because yeah. he, he was a little older, but yeah. still. I, 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 th- I think there's hope there. It opens up a whole galaxy yeah. of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pun intended. So uh, what's next TV series-wise after that? We know Ahsoka's coming. Uh, Skeleton Crew. Somewhere? Skeleton Crew, I don't think we're going to get until 2024 at this point. And the Acolyte. Uh, Acolyte yeah. may not be unveiled until 2024. Which I is- think Andor's coming in 2024 also. It's Andor season two. They just uh, started filming like two weeks ago. Yeah. Lucasfilm yeah. is also developing the TV series Star Wars Lando. Though a few, yeah, but they've not. That's way, way early. It will. Like not, they may. They're writing yeah. on concepts right now, and that's it. Right, and it's not going to be available until 2024. So I wonder how okay. much the comics, Lando comics, are going to inspire the show. Well, they'll probably try to stay yeah, away from probably. it. Because remember, basically, I mean, the, the new canon with Star Wars, the books and comics are 100% canon until they're not. Right. Well, the the first Lando mini talks about how he becomes head of Bespin, how he gets Bespin. Yeah. The I don't. I, it's been so long since I read the second probably, one. I don't remember. The second younger. Back. Yeah. They'll go younger. Probably. I have no problems with them bringing Donald Glover back. Yeah. For Lando. No, he did fine. I would love that. Yeah. I, think, I didn't. I didn't mind the solo movie. Like I said. Like I said when that came out. No, I think I like the problem it, yeah. with the solo movie. The big. The real problem of it was where when they put it out in a year. Yeah. Six months after. Right. Everybody's knee jerk reaction for. From the um the what, the last Jedi, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Six months after that, everybody was so done with Star Wars at that point. Yep, they mm-hmm. were so ticked off. The, the fan base in general was so ticked off about the rise of, or the um the last eight, Jedi. They, but they weren't they were not ready to give Star Wars another try yet. Right, waited till if you waited till Labor Day or like Ron Howard wanted end of the year. Yeah, kick it to Christmas, mm-hmm. and he could have played with it a little longer. Then he only he walked in. Um, they opened that in May, right? Yep. They hired him in 
August yes. of the year before. Yeah. To right. finish this movie. So yeah. he had what nine months? He got it done. It yeah. looked great. But imagine yeah. if he had more he time the story to. It wasn't terrible, but he didn't have time to actually go through and change any of the stuff he really would wanted to. Right. Right. Because you, they were finishing stuff as he's coming in to try to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, movie wise, things are a lot cloudier. Uh, yeah. We know there are movie dates set for December 22nd, 2023, December 19th, 2025, and December 17th, 2027, which I'm fine with that spacing two years apart, just like Mm -hmm. the old 77, 80, 83. Cool. Except instead of three years, it's two years. Fine. Cool with that. I want them to stop announcing dates. (laughs) Um, When you have, when you get started on a production, and say, yeah, this is in production. We're aiming for this general area. Right. Right. But right now, there are no movies tied to any of these dates. The only one that yeah. initially had a tie to the date was Rogue Squadron from Patty Jenkins, which was supposed to have That's been the dead. 2023. And that right now, dead. well, delayed indefinitely. Like I said, it's dead. <laughs> it is all said. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I still want to see it done. If it I doesn't, want to see it done. I but I almost too. don't. I'd almost rather them do something like an Alphabet Squadron or something, because Rogue Squadron was already an awesome series of books, and um, I just re- reread because we have the audiobook release of um, uh, the Back to War. Yep. And then and I remember listening through that. I'm like, dude, I remember how awesome it was with these books. Aaron Alston did, or was it Aaron Alston? I think so. But here, here's the question. Would you rather see Rogue Squadron get a little bit more content and turned into a six to eight episode Disney Plus one-off series? I think you could do more with it. Yeah. I, I almost want to say, I, I want to say that's where I want it to go. Forget putting it on, yeah. on film and like, limiting yourself to two, two and a half Rogue hours. Do, do a, um, a fighter squadron series or movie, but don't make a Rogue Squadron unless you're going to actually tie it, bring in some of the characters from the books and actually make it a actual Rogue Squadron series. I mean, obviously adjust it for the current canon. Right. I think that's, I think that's what there. she was going to do. Not, I mean, don't take the stories, obviously, and just verbatim say, OK, this is the story for the movie. <laughs> but some of the characters, the way this team was built and some of that stuff could dr- translate directly over. Right. Well, she she mentioned it was essentially going to be uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Star Wars meets Top Gun, which was Top Gun Maverick. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that kind of like Violent Night, which looks like it's basically Home Alone meets Die Hard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to see that this weekend. That's going to be awesomely terrible. So now you have to let us know how it is. Um, let's get let's get into Andor the finale. What what did what, I, didn't, I didn't see it? Liar! <laughs> you told us before. It was so show. long ago. I don't even remember it. I, I was gonna say I saw it like a week ago. <laughs> so, uh, hey, the episode guides up though. So yeah, I'm heading towards the trivia gallery. <laughs> Um, is it me or is it everybody in the ISB have Death Troopers now? I, I, think, I remember Death Troopers were like, I, were like cool and special. And now it's like any Imperial officer out there has two or three Death Troopers that are with them all the time. I was under the impression because uh, Krennic was ISB. Well, no. I think he had an ISB uniform, but he wasn't. He was special object, special operations or something. I, I think the Death Troopers. He was in charge of the Death Star project. Death Troopers were attached to that side of things because even Thrawn had Death Troopers. Yeah. And I he was. He was technically in that same realm, that same side of the 
Imperial it almost regime. feels like they're basically taking the place of what the Imperial Guard is for the Emperor. Death Troopers are those for any of your um, officers that are in charge of something, or just officers in general. Uh, the, they're the elite guard for the officers. The way I see it. Or directors. The Death Troopers. Maybe, yeah. If you want to re- reference military, actual military as we know it, Death Troopers are almost SS. Yeah, or an honor guard or something. Yeah, yeah. They're almost they're sense. almost like an SS troop with, with their specific officers. The stormtroopers are your are your normal. Yeah. Well, the German troops were called stormtroopers. Was a nickname. But I think I, in general, I think it's just they're using them too much. Yeah. It's cool Except, to see them when they're there, but right. But not only are they not only are they perhaps using them too much, but they're not actually doing anything. Yeah, we've not actually we've not seen them do anything. I mean, in Rogue One, they were um, on the planet and found Urso um, and stuff, but they didn't really right. do anything. They were they acted like regular stormtroopers, but they were in black armor. Right. Yep. We've not seen them do anything that makes them special, other than looking cool. Well, and, and the voice trying to figure out, okay, are they? No. Are they reanimated? Hence why they're death troopers. Because you can't understand what they're saying. First time you ever understand what a death trooper sings in uh, in Rebels, in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we see them. We don't see a lot of them, but we see them in Mandalorian with, with, with Gideon. Yes. I think Moff yeah. Gideon had some. Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And then to see them in Andor, especially here near the end, makes sense because it does tie into the Rogue One story arc. Yeah. Um, at the end of Mando season, uh, the last season where we get Luke at the um, on the Star Destroyer, those were dark troopers, weren't those they? Those are the dark troopers. Those are the robotic dark troopers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which is kind of funny because you, you would think maybe the names would be switched around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to think the um, the dark troopers are actually like cybernetic or they're um, straight android. They're droids. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which is what they right. always have been. Was the I mean, uh, they might be cybernetic somewhat. There may be like um, some like organic parts to them. But yeah, the, they're, the dark troopers have always been a, a very uh, android esque trooper. Um, I, I from the trivia gallery. Uh, they mention Mon Mothma when making a show of concern about parents gambling mentions Canto Bite. Yes, they did. But for me, not only I was not only was I getting a grasp of her being concerned about his gambling, but I was also getting the impression she was alluding that he was having affairs as well. Uh, yeah, I kind of got that impression. Of yeah, I, can, I, heard, I felt that off and on throughout the whole season. Yeah. yeah. So, um, in the next trivia clip it gives is the brick that Andor touches when sneaking around Ferrex is Clem Andor's funerary stone. It says in Bazisi script, Clem Andor in the dates 7896.39.5. To seven nine five nine point three one eight point three. So interesting how the dating is happening. In this yeah. whole episode, the way they talk about the way the um, barracks um, deals with the dead is kind of cool, sorta. Yeah, that the that their um, city and their basically their culture is built on the on their um, ancestors. Yeah, they become part of yeah. making uh-huh. the um, city stronger. Right. Yeah, it's very interesting. I like that a lot. Um, Pegla and his Corellian hounds do not ordinarily protect the, the Kalean 
sale yard. Uh, usually they're over at Zorby's ship lot, but he's been asked to keep an eye on it before the property is sold. It was so cool seeing the, the hounds. Mm-hmm. I am curious to know, oh, yeah. are the, were, were these CG or were, or were their actual dogs made up into these costumes? I would say they're probably CG. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. They, they, look, they were CG. They look pretty good. Yeah. I'd be curious to know what type of dog they would use for that, though. If they were actually put them in costume. That's a lot of prosthetics to put on an animal. Yeah. Uh, for the funeral procession. It usually doesn't go well. Huh? Yeah. Um, the movements of the Phyrexian musicians, according to the annotations in the script, are processional, forming up unto stone we are into the sky. And I saw a little clip on YouTube. The composer actually hired, or they actually brought in musicians, and those instruments are actually playable. Yeah, that they use. And, um, yeah, I was reading. They have uh, um, Tony Gilroy went into a lot of information about this. There's an article on StarWars.com of him talking about season one, and he went into this and said um, he sat down with the composer for this. And he basically did this whole funeral scene. First thing he did at all, writing it for this uh, right. project. And, and he the, actually, he and the composer, the first thing they did before he even wrote the scene was write the music for this. Right. And then the music for like eight months just on this music. And it was like seven or 10 minutes worth of music. And this music wow. inspired the rest of the show. Yeah. So this was the last one. The last pieces we see is one was the first piece written. Uh, now, the funerary stone that Brasso carries is Marva stone. It says on it in RCC script, Marva Andor, and the dates 7895.330.9 to 7972.216.4. But how about when uh, um, B2 comes out and plays her speech? Was that not a similar to like Ezra's spiel out onto the his broadcast to really was, stir up the rebellion? Yeah, I was shocked that the um, Imperial commander or whoever was in charge of those troops, that as soon as she mentioned what you could tell what she say, as soon as she says fight the Empire, I'm sure I'm surprised no one shot the droid. Yeah. I mean, he tries to run out there. I mean, he takes an extra, what, minute and a half to run out there and cover it up with a um, cloak or his coat. And you can still hear it though, going the whole time. It's like, you got all your guys right here. You got stormtroopers on the, and snipers on the balconies. You shoot the droid. Yeah. I, you would sh- well, I would think you would shut it down as soon as she starts talking. Maybe he was afraid if he shot, if they shot the droid, then it would start a riot, which it ended up happening. Anyway, <laughs> so. That's another thing is they did a lot of pushing back with the people. It's like, wait a minute. This is the empire with all these troopers and everything around. As soon as the people start to riot, they would just lay down fire and uh, just take everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. don't need any of these people. Why, why are they even fighting them? Yeah. Just mow them down. That's the, that's the empire away. That's the way we've always been taught. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It, it for me, I mean, it's not as good for the story. Right. And Gilroy was trying to make more of a grounded story where they're, um, the people are fighting against the Empire. But it's like, if you're fighting, if you got bricks and rocks against a well-armed um, force with firepower way over you, you're not going to get very far. Right. <laughs> Especially with the uh, mindset of what the Empire is supposed to be. They just lay waste the whole thing and then to drop a bomb, wipe the planet clean and move on. Oh, yeah. They have these things called Star Destroyers with turbo lasers that are designed for planetary bombardment. Yep. That means that they're designed right. to, 
take whole areas of planets and turn it into glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. I mean, he built a Death Star to destroy planets who are being who um started to rise up. Yep. And this uh, funeral procession is going to actually fight him and start taking him down. They're going to lose to a funeral procession? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Now, how about the very end, the cliffhanger? Andor turns himself into the Luthan. Where does Luthan actually go? Does he kill him? Obviously not, because we know he's... We know better. <laughs> yeah, We know better than that, but... Mm, I don't know. What do you think? Does he? I, I think Andor's going to die in the arms of a girl. I'm just saying. That's the end of many a fine person. Sure. <laughs> girl. Right. <laughs> It's going to be it's going to be like they can, they're going to become one dust in the wind. <laughs> I can't listen to that song without a tear in my eye because I I've watched Highlander too many times the series. Yeah. So, um, it hurts. I can't I can't listen to that song without thinking of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I I can't when they meet so great. I all I can think of is old school. You're my boy blue. You're my boy. Um if you guys want to go to StarWars.com, there is a quiz on there. Which Andor character are you? See, wait, wait, wait. I'm not wait, there wait, yet. We're not done with the episode yet. Okay, well, y'all could go there. Can... We, got the po- we got the post-credits scene. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we finally yes. find out what are those sprocket-looking things that they're putting together. Yep. They have something to do with the, the array. Mm-hmm. That, that was oh, the Death Star. Uh, first choice, it was something to do with the Death Star. Yeah, but it's it's not what it's not what I thought it was going to be with the Death Star. I thought it was going to be internal. Yeah, I'm thinking well, they're they're amplifiers for the Kyber Crystal for the Planet Killer Cannon. Yeah, well, it's interesting that um, I heard it on another podcast. This isn't my idea fully, but um, it's interesting how Cassian Andor is building parts for the Death Star Super Laser that ends up killing him. True. And uh, <laughs> yeah. while it kills him, while he's stolen the plans and sent the plans for that Death Star to be destroyed. <laughs> it completes the circle. And then it starts the next circle. And it starts the next circle. <clears throat> but it, it's amazing. Circle of death. Here we are five years before A New Hope, and you see just how, we, we see how far along the Death Star is. I mean, the initial plans were on Geonosis and taken by by the Jedi to get recovered from by the Jedi, given to the, the Emperor. Hey, this is what the Separatists were going to build. Actually, he was Chancellor at the time. He goes and starts building it in private without anyone knowing. And at the end of Revenge of the Sith, we see it's pretty far along, you know, for initial start for that early in the, you know, for right after the Clone Wars. But then again, in uh, some of the later seasons, was it season five or season six? They talk about how uh, the one Gian Notion was talking about how people were there trying to gather parts to build the Death Star because he draws in the sand the circle with the smaller circle inside mm-hmm. for the Death Star. And they thought it was all something else, not realizing it was the Death Star. Um, and then, right. uh, and then we, we jump 15 years and it's almost done. And then we know where we where we see it in Rogue One, where they're putting the array in a final position. So, yeah, it, it, it was intriguing. It was fun. Um, so, did y'all find the, the quiz? Yes. All right. Yep. Number one, what do you believe is your greatest strength? My wit, my per- chant for precision, my diplomatic way of speaking, or my poker face? <clears throat> if you're Lady Gaga, go with my poker face. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, number two, what would your friends say is your greatest weakness? Loyalty. I'm always tired. Trouble focusing on the next task. Relying on family ties for my own career. I think all of us, it's, we're always tired. I know, right? There's that too. Like, that's an easy pick. <clears throat> There's an even easier one later on in the um, quiz. You'll know when you get to it. Number three, which character from your and from Andor would you want on your kickball team? Kayla Martin. That's a weird question. Kino Loy, Deidre Miro, or Vel Sartha? I had to go Deidre. I had to go with Vel because everybody else doesn't seem like it seems like they're like not really all that athletic type people. So. Vel is an actual yeah, soldier. She's out there doing stuff. I, I want Deidre because she's that surprise. <clears throat> she's that underdog that you would not expect to be the a kickball superstar, but probably is. And she's the one that actually studied the other team and knows every weakness they have. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you like to do for fun? So solve puzzles, try new cuisine, travel, or go to the beach. Number five. What was your favorite subject in school? History, business, math, English. Number six. What was your favorite after school activity? Chess club, debate club, robotics club, drama club. What is your secret fear? Water, failure, losing my family, or flying? Wow. This one's a bit of a toughie for me. I had to choose one because none of those really, I don't know. I was torn between. I don't have a whole lot of major fears. Do you know what I mean? I was torn between failure and losing my family. I had to go with family because the other ones is like none of those would bother me really at all. Hmm. Uh, which Star Wars character is most trustworthy to you? Leia Organa. no brainer. General oh, Veers. I thought you meant the color one was the no brainer. No. Padme or Chewbacca. Number nine, pick a color. Blue, white, gray, or red. Number 10. And finally, choose a Star Wars planet to visit. Naemos, Ferex, Jakku, or Coruscant. Naemos is the um, resort planet, isn't it? I believe so. So who'd y'all get? I am Mon Mothma. Okay. I kind of see that. <laughs> yeah, you look just... <laughs> I know. I mean, trait-wise, I, uh, trait I see it. What about you, Derek? I actually got the perfect one. I got B2. <laughs> <laughs> and here, here, first, the first, the first sentence, you are not as energetic as you used to be, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I got Cassie Nandor. <laughs> <laughs> You're always pushing yourself forward to success, achievements, and career opportunities, but you can never forget the friends and family who helped shape you into the person you are today. Yeah. It's weird. This one, Mothma one, uh, the first part of it, I've never been interested in politics at all, but it says you showed an interest in politics at a young age. And you're, you've excelled in navigating some tricky situations with poise. See, that part I could see. Um, then it says, uh, when there's a conflict, you often do, you are often looked to for guidance and pride yourself in finding compromises in most situations. Yeah. So yeah. Most of the stuff I come into, it, it does seem like I'm the most middle-of-the-road guy there. <laughs> so, um, we still got a little bit of time. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, I have one thought here. Um, I recently found, and I think I'm going to purchase it, from a company called Tree Buddies. They put out a Christmas ornament that is Santa Claus frozen in carbonite. Are you kidding me? I'm serious. That's cool. Tree Buddies? Tree Buddies. Yeah. Let's see if you can, I don't know if you can see that, but. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it's only 
$19.95 on Amazon. Cool. I'm, I'm on, on their actual website right now. I'm, I'm saying, I was going to say the same thing. I'm on their actual website. Well, I should, yeah, I should check out their website. Oh, they have a moose mug Christmas ornament. Uh-huh. Yeah, go to the Santa ornaments. There's some interesting ones on there. <laughs> I don't. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Christmas Santa frozen carbonite. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Some of these other Santa ones is like, what the? <laughs> mooning, mooning Santa is awesome. <laughs> Chimney presents, pretty cool. <laughs> I just saw that one. Uh, Some of the tree toppers are really cool. Like the King Kong is really cool. Or the yeah, the King Kong Christmas tree topper. Santa's stuck in a chimney. That's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, this this is so awesome. <laughs> All right, pop culture ornaments. What's here? Merry Christmas, you filthy animal glass ornament. Yes, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, that King Kong tree topper is cool. Yeah, they have a shark one. That's awesome. Santa things yep. Christmas ornament. They have a uh, broken leg lamp Christmas ornament. Yeah. <laughs> tree toppers. I see the tree toppers. King Kong, yeah. Great white shark. That's that's that one's appropriate for down here. I like Kong. Kong's cool. Mm. Yeah, this is this is. I may be buying this for the Christmas for the Star Wars tree, Derek. <laughs> well, I'll tell you yeah, something. You should definitely. Uh, speaking speaking of Star or Star Wars trees, um, I'm gonna send this link to. Melissa. <laughs> Um, you guys know Galaxy's Edge. They have the um, Coke bottles that look like thermal detonators. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When I went to the parks, um, the day after Life Day, I got my Jedi belt clip, like we talked about. Uh, I also got the Funko Pop Chewy in Life Day robe because it's a Disney exclusive park exclusive, and it's flocked. Oh yeah. So I got it because it's park exclusive. It's not Galaxy's Edge exclusive, but it's park exclusive. So I got it because I'm I'm now trying to grab the Star Wars park exclusive. There's a C-3PO R2-D2 set that's park exclusive that I want to get as well, or I need to get for that collection so far. Um, but the, uh, I picked up a couple bottles of, I, I picked up a Sprite bottle and a Coke bottle and I very carefully, um, cut a slit in the, where you screw the cap on. And we found that five below, um, the led wire lights, whereas the LEDs sewn onto oh, the wire yeah. and mm-hmm. took one of those and stuffed it inside the, the bottle, obviously rinsed out the bottles first. So it's got the tail of the, for the power pack because it's battery powered, turn it on, the bottle lights up. And it looks so cool on the Christmas tree. Cool. Oh, cool. Um, for you guys, if you go check out Melissa's Facebook page, she's got a video of it on uh, of the tree, and you'll see the bottles on the tree. <laughs> but they look so cool. They came out really good. I, I, I was really impressed with it. And uh, so much so, I only had a Coke and Sprite. Um, I'm picking up Friday a Diet Coke one. None of us drink Diet Coke in this house, but I'm just going to dump it out, rinse it out, and then I'm going to do the same thing to it because I got lights for it right here and i'm gonna shove into it and throw it in the tree throw that on the tree and then um we bought the the christmas light necklace where it looks like the the old school giant bulbs mm-hmm. we have three of those and we wrapped them around one of zoe's uh plush grogu's and set it by the tree as if he's gotten cool. into those and then we have a spare mouse droid popcorn bucket and i bought some more battery lights and put and they they look like little orbs and I put those on the uh, on the mouse droid. And that looked turned out really really cool as well. So and of course we have a one of the old Millennium Falcon popcorn buckets as our tree topper, which looks great. 
looks absolutely great. So that's what we're doing with our Star Wars tree. And uh, I actually got my Star Wars ornaments for this year. I grabbed um, IG-11 with Grogu and the, oh, yeah. and the 20th anniversary Obi-Wan of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Re- Revenge of the Sith. Cool. We've not, chance, we've not got a chance to get over to Hallmark yet. Yeah, um, me either. The, the Hallmark ornament Zoe found Star Wars wise that she liked for this year. She didn't like the any of the actual ones at Hallmark store. The one we found is the Hallmark brand that's available at like Walmart, Target, and all that. And it's Grogu in the pouch. I'm like, oh, this is only fitting because I got IG-11 that has Grogu in the pouch on the front. So it's like I picked up the figure, and then she's got the blow up <laughs> of the of Grogu in the pouch. That's our Star Wars ornaments for this year. So, so yeah, there were so many. It's like, I just did not know. I really didn't. Obi-Wan, I mean, there was a mace. He really didn't shout out to me as, as much as I, I thought he would. The Razor I'm Crest. Right here up on Hallmark's site. The Razor Crest was cool. It just, a little heavier than I wanted. And um, not really what I was wanting. Found out there are four ship ornaments that I'm missing. Uh, X-Wing, Y-Wing, Original Trilogy, Slave One, and Vader's TIE Fighter. Yeah, I picked up Luke's X-Wing last year, the um, Dagobah X-Wing. Yeah, I'm just looking at the regular. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm just looking for a regular X-wing, the older one, not the. Actually, this one I do need to get though. This year they have. Um, I think it was last year I picked up the X-wings and Tie Fighters the three. Um, six pack of just oh, like metal ornaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three Rebel and three Imperial logos. Yeah, yeah. Seen that? Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Um. Okay, this Mandalorian um, Jedi and training Grogu riding a band a wooden bantha is cute as all can be. The picture doesn't. The picture is better justice than the actual thing. Zoe liked it based on the picture. When she saw it in person, she said the eyes didn't look right because <laughs> that's what she was going to go with. Um, the Luke Mandalorian. I mean, it was okay, but it, it just didn't feel right to me seeing it in person. But I, I got the IG-11 in Grogu, which that thing looks amazing. I love it. And, uh, and then I got the Obi-Wan. Okay. I'm flipping through some of the other ornaments now. I think I need to get this crypto. They have crypto the super dog. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even look to see what was in available in Marvel this year. Uh, they have a Dalek one. That's awesome. Yeah, their Who stuff's been really good. <clears throat> uh, character. They have, they have Animal this year for Muppets, hmm. which looks nice. It's available Marvel-wise. Groot was okay. We actually found out the Groot we want to get uh, from from Disney. Yeah, the Marvel ones just don't do anything for me this year. Not after getting that Sam Wilson Captain America ornament from last year. That thing was a beast, but gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, any other... <laughs> While we're rambling on this, any other uh, final thoughts? Well, now that Andor is actually over, I think I still stand somewhat by my um, first impression that for me personally, it was a little bit um, almost too adult. I mean, it takes back because for me, the show was awesome. I loved all the storytelling and the world building and all that stuff, but it didn't have the adventure that Star Wars for me should have. Uh, because it was more, it was a different type of story. Yeah, it was. A, it was a yeah. type of story than they've ever told with Star Wars, which is fine. It's just not what I preferred to see personally. That for me, that's actually what appealed to me about it was it was something, it was something different for a change. 
Yeah. It's like, I think you can still have something different, but you got to keep the fun and the adventure of Star Wars there somehow. They still have something different. For me, it was fine. Um, I agree. You know, if we talk Zoe, Zoe might lose interest in it. Yeah, it, it just depends on how much she wants. Um, a family show that you take your entire family and everybody has fun watching. This show is not that. No, this is for those who love the the spy, the mm-hmm. the espionage, mm-hmm. the Mission Impossible vibe. Right. Um, for me, I love that. I was exposed to that type of stuff with my dad. Um, Zoe, would she love it? I don't know. Not until, you know, she watches the first episode. She digs it. Great. She doesn't. Okay. I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, not, I could see that. Not every Star Wars show has to be for everyone. Yeah. That's why I said I enjoyed it. I mean, I had a good time. It just wasn't what I usually look for in Star Wars. Yeah. That goes back to, uh, like, for me with, with Resistance. Overall, I wasn't, I didn't love Resistance overall. It was okay, but. It was a good story. Season yeah. season one was a better story than season two. Yeah. Mm. Well, we came, we came up with the same thing on that. That it was a decent show overall. It just it didn't hit for everybody. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think Star Wars is best when it's actually hitting on all cylinders and everybody can find something. But that's just that's my opinion on it. That's not you know what I mean. I and I'm not the guy writing it. Resistance is one I really got to be in the mood to to rewatch. And there are some days I'm real close to it. Other days, I'm like, I can't. Um, right now, resistance is the hard one for me. <laughs> I, I want to like it. I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. I like it. I, I want to I wanna be more invested in it than it's allowing me to be. So, uh, one final shout out for final thoughts. Going once. That's it for me. Going twice. Um, that's all mine. And there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!